All right, everyone, welcome back. A few weeks ago, I was in Austin, and I ran into somebody who's not with us. And we actually recorded an interview, and we were both talking to each other like, we like talking to each other. We're going to do this again. And so Everly Carter's here with us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That was awesome, because th there's a topic that I always want to know more about, but nobody knows enough to be able to talk about it. Right. And it was really cool when you handed me your business card. I was like, no way. This isn't what you do. <laughs> Uh, and, and it just happened to be perfect. Uh, so you work with quantum medicine, metaphysics, let's call it. And you've been working with people healing literally on the quantum level. Am I getting yes. that right? Yes, correct. And for, yeah, and that that's mind blowing to me because I've been seeking mm -hmm. this out. By the way, I have my quantum Leela beads in here. I don't know if you've seen those before. Oh, yeah. So yes. they're, they're charged. They're, they're charged with the frequency of various vitamins and minerals. So they're constantly emitting that frequency into my cells and maintaining the levels I need. And when I yeah. say that to people, they look at me like, why aren't you on your medication right now? You know, uh, <laughs> right. cause they don't believe how it's possible. So we're going to dive into that with you. So mm -hmm. high level, what do we even mean by quantum medicine? So, I'm a doctor of metaphysics. So metaphysics is the science beyond uh, uh, the science of the unseen realm. So it's beyond the five main senses of perception. So it's beyond what you can hear, taste, touch, smell. And that's essentially the fundamental building blocks of our physical reality and especially our health too. So if you realize that everything is made up of molecules and atoms and the orbiting electrons around the atoms of every cell in the body. Essentially, you're working with sound. It's inaudible sound, but it's waves of energy that you're working with. That's the fundamental building blocks of the human body. So if you know you're working with sound, and especially DNA, that that's a resonance mm -hmm. there. So which is why you can pick up on family line patterns because it's waves of energy, like Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. You can think of it in that way, mm -hmm. where that's beyond the five main senses, but yet everyone quote unquote believes in it. So yeah. because we see the physical impact in our physical reality, obviously you and I are connected right now because of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and that technology, but the human body yeah. runs the same way. So the human body is a magnificent piece of technology that no one's talking about the driving force behind our physical world, which is quantum physics. It's beyond time and space, beyond the constructs of regular physics. And so you're working with sound and resonance. And when you understand that the human body is not essentially solid, that it's moving and it's malleable and flexible, you can get a lot more wiggle room when it comes to expressing a new outcome for your health. So I feel like, you know, three, four, even five years ago, nobody even heard what quantum physics or mechanics was. And now all of a sudden you go on social media, YouTube, whatever, and you're seeing a lot of people talking about, especially given that that Nobel prize was just given to the gentleman that on the team, I think that discovered and talked about quantum entanglement and how our cells are all mm -hmm. interlinked and, you know, through this field, we all communicate together. So I think that was a big proponent of advocacy and people knowing. So how does somebody like you 
all of a sudden, and I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but I met you all of a sudden. How does somebody like right. you become who you are? Like, where did this knowledge come from? Because a few years ago, nobody even knew what this was. So I was actually going to go to regular Western medical school. And so I was pre-med in college. I studied exercise science was my major. And then I minored in neuroscience and psychology. So I always was interested in that mind-body connection. So I was going to go down that route. Well, I started asking questions in my neuroscience classes. You know, they were talking about neurons and how if your brain dead, you know, essentially the body's going to die, all that, all that stuff. So I questioned, well, what's telling the body to decay after it's already dead? So there's no neurons happening. What's the driving right. force behind? How does the body essentially know that it's dead and what's that driving force behind the decaying process there's something telling it to move forward with with decaying so i didn't realize i was questioning consciousness and energy and resonance and all of that stuff so my neuroscience teacher was basically like you're in the wrong class <laughs> and <laughs> so essentially i i knew that Western medicine was going to be the same thing. I was going to keep hitting those brick walls of questioning all these things yeah. that no one had an answer for. And then my own personal experience of uh, doing everything that the food pyramid recommends and the government recommends for exercise and nutrition. And I got sicker and gained more weight than ever following those guidelines religiously. And so that really kind of brought me to an awakening of let me check in with myself and really ask myself what resonates with me. And I completely changed my diet and exercise plan based on what I felt was right for me and lost all the weight, stopped having painful menstrual cycles and bad skin and poor sleep and all of that stuff. So it just started turning around one thing after another. So I realized there's something deeper going on behind the scenes essentially of what we're seeing. And so that led me down a rabbit hole of research. So I went into the research realm because research doesn't lie, but I didn't realize that people do. <laughs> so yeah. I went into that research realm thinking I'll get all the answers. And so when I found out who is funding the research and what you're coerced into showing certain outcomes and things, I, it didn't resonate with me anymore. And I figured that there's a lot of manipulation behind the scenes. And that's not for all research. That was just my personal experience. And so I started looking at self-funded research by individual scientists who didn't have any, any gain from what they were finding. And like there was no company that had a dog in the fight that was funding a particular research study to show a particular outcome that would benefit that company's profits. I looked at all of this underground research that was going on, true science, cellular nutrition, things that actually you're working with biochemistry. And so I started going deeper and deeper and deeper into the quantum realm, the smallest bits of physical reality that we can detect through technology today and those driving forces behind what's making the body tick, what's actually driving these functions. And if you understand that, then you can understand how to input new information, essentially like an algorithm of sorts, like a computer 
you can manipulate a certain outcome based on the bits of information that you're inputting into that processing system. So that is what brought me into metaphysics and researching the quantum realm and trying to understand the science behind the world that we live in. Really, I, because I grew up right on the outskirts of New Orleans, Louisiana, which is, you know, the voodoo capital of the world, but it's also very hmm. Catholic and, and faith-based. So we celebrated Palm readings just as much as Palm Sundays. And so it was very natural for <laughs> me to, to look into that kind of woo-woo realm, even though I was very scientific. I was very science brain. I wanted to know all of the, you know, cross my T's and dot my I's. So I was thinking, you know, my history with getting palm readings since I was 12 years old, there has to be a science behind religion and faith and what is really going on here behind the curtain. And if I can explain it with science, then it's no longer necessarily a belief system. It's fact. So that was my thought process. Mm. And then religion and faith and science started blurring for me. And what I found through metaphysics was that your belief system physically creates your reality. And so it's very different for everyone. And that's why we have so many conflicting uh, viewpoints because everyone feels with, you know, a lot of fervor their belief system. And that's what's their experience. That's what's creating their physical reality. So it's not that people are stupid or ignorant. It's that you just have varying belief systems and both belief systems or all belief systems are valid. It just is what's resonating with you. And you're allowed to change that. You know, it's funny. I, I had the exact same experience as you described in terms of when you start to understand what quantum research is saying, it validates everything that you thought was just dogma and religion. You know, the religious uh, sort of so called stories or, or even the practices, like what are we supposed to do that we don't even know why we're doing those things. Right. Uh, and then when you understand how the body actually works and how the universe is connected to us and how we're connected to the universe, you understand, oh, that's why. And, and this right. level of validation just like way, way up. And you start to practice more purposefully and meaningfully as opposed to just out of fear and making sure your mom gets a check mark that you did what she said you were supposed to do, you know? Exactly. Uh, so that, and a lot of people go through that experience. The, the line between what is religion and what is science tend to blur and then they just connect and like that's what's been missing. So mm -hmm. give us a bit of a, like a, a 101 because I'm sure some people are very familiar. Some people are like, what is she talking about? I've never heard this before. So ultimately, right. we're saying that if you break us down to the most minuscule thing, it's sound. And you're saying that we can use sound to adjust sound. So if sound is the code telling our body what to do. Then in theory, sound should be able to change with those codes. Is that what you're saying? 100%. Yes. So it's, Really, we should be looking at the principles of sound instead of a more uh, mechanical way of viewing the body. If you're looking at the underlying frequencies, the underlying waves of energy, and you can mathematically work with those waves, then you can change the input of information and the expression of what that information looks like in the physical world. So for instance, 
if you have a banana, a banana mm -hmm. is filled with frequencies. It's made up of frequencies that to the naked eye looks like the color yellow. It, and then when it ripens, it turns a different color. It starts turning brown. So that's a frequency. Right. It's bits of information that's feeding your nervous system and your brain with knowledge, which is really just waves of light and sound, but it's information. So light and sound yeah. are really just carrier waves for information. Now, where is this information coming from? That's the mystery. That's what we would essentially say is God or the universe or all that is, whatever you want to call it, the fundamental oneness of all that is. And you can think of it like a network, like the internet, and based on your Wi-Fi code or your password, you will be able to ride that wave of energy or like a radio station. If you tune it to a particular station, you know, the numbers and say it's 97.1, it's staticky. You can't really hear the sound. Bits of information are not very clear until you turn it to 97.3. Now, all of a sudden you can hear the, the song very right. clearly. It's crisp. So that's a matching frequency. So you're matching waves of energy to create a physical expression. And there's discordant frequencies too. So if you have a tumor, for instance, or a kidney stone, you're going to use sound waves in the form of lithotripsy to break up that energy of the stone. So you're, you're using sound every day as a technology, but people get squeamish when you start talking about the human body having power, right? Because we're so programmed yeah. to avoid blasphemy. So it, yeah. it is challenging a lot of religious belief systems and cultural belief systems, and that's okay. But I'm here to bridge the gap between that belief system because it is a science. And what is science? At the end of the day, it really is just an explanation for something that appears to be magic. Yeah. And in terms of science, just so people know, like we're not talking about you in the back of your lab. We're talking about this is like Harvard, UCLA, Stanford, like everyone is working on quantum physics and mechanics right now, trying to understand how to apply this stuff. There was literally a Nobel Prize just given for the concept of quantum entanglement. Right. Uh, and, and if you can't comprehend what Emberly's saying, like, why, how are these signals creating a, a visual virtual re reality well it's just like a hologram you you can look at a hologram and you're seeing the manifestation of a bunch of code what is underlying and creating that thing that you saw it's not carved out of a piece of paper and projected right there's somebody sat there and typed a bunch of code that makes this thing appear visually which is the exact same thing you said about the banana uh, it's just a much more complex, I would say, an advanced code that we don't know how to do yet, right? We, we aren't there yet. So if that's the case, I have a banana, which by the way, I did a couple hours ago. If I have a banana <laughs> funny. and I'm <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm, I'm eating this banana, my belief is that this banana has some nutrients in it. It has some vitamins in it and somehow they're getting to my cells. And the current belief is that they're actually getting into, here's vitamin B, here's potassium. 
I extracted it from the banana and I put it in my cell. Now my cell uses it. What you're saying is that that vitamin D, that potassium has a frequency which then resonates with your cell. So is there a point where I don't even need to eat the banana? Or literally, if I had the frequency of all the micronutrients, can they not enter my cell? Correct. So that's where the technology like the Rife machine or Rife frequencies, that machine is taking those algorithms of information and pulsing it into the physical body for your body to remember that resonance and match it and then express that on its own. It'll create a new physical manifestation. So in theory, yes, all of that is correct. Now, I would say that something that has been organically grown from the earth, there's that God particle still that you can't see, you can't taste it, you can't touch it, but there's something so nourishing about something that has been created so organically on this planet that you're never going to really be able to pin that down in our lifetime, I would say. So you're still getting mm. something that's so much more nourishing than just potassium, fat, carbs, things like that, you're, or vitamin A, vitamin B. There's things, there's even vitamins and minerals that we don't even have a clue about yet that right. are also created spontaneously when say you eat the banana and then that interfaces with another vitamin and mineral that you already have in your body. And then that creates a new expression of health or vitality or energy or focus or memory. There's so much more going on that from a Western culture society, we want to get down to, okay, this is the God particle. This is the root. This is the yeah. one pill that's going to, that drives everything. And I would say that it's more than what we're ever going to be able to really pin down through science. It's going to come to us as we become more conscious and more of a society that is going inward and really connecting to our own God particle. We'll understand it when we're going inward and not seeking outwardly of everything's external, but everything that is external is a reflection of everything internal. So you have a lot more power yeah. about your physical reality than you might think. We're under the guise that everything outside of us is happening to us and that we're victims of our reality. And that's not the case. We're participating in a co-creation with the world around us. So I might not, not be able to control your thoughts, emotions, the way you behave around me, but I can control what's going on inside of me. So if you say something that would be offensive to me, that's my inside job. That's not your responsibility. Mm. So you are a reflection of my internal reality. So whatever you're saying is actually completely neutral. I'm giving it a meaning and a purpose based on my personal experiences, my belief system, uh, and right. that will, so you are a gift to me. You are reflecting my internal world. And so if I can clean up what's going on inside of me, the external world will clean up. That was so powerful that the only meaning that something has is the meaning that you give it. 
right? It, it's just information. Whatever someone says or does has a meaning. You give it the same exact thing in one context. Somebody could take as offensive and another person could take as humor or take, could take as constructive even, right? Depending on what yep. they believe down to the craziest things, which is, yeah, mind-blowing. I didn't think of it that way. So now you're actually working with people. You're actually healing people. Walk us through like pra- at a practical mm-hmm. level because, again, people, most people haven't seen this applied. Tell us about somebody who you actually took from here to here and what actually happened in that journey. So the way that I used to work is I used to lay my hands over someone. Nowadays, you could call it Reiki or, or something like that where you're working with electromagnetism. And so everyone is an electromagnetic being. You have electricity running through you and magnetism. You have a, we live in a bipolar system, meaning you have positively charged ions and negatively charged ions. So you're working with magnetic poles and electricity. So you can think about the heart, for instance, that's one of the largest electromagnetic fields. So creating from your heart versus just your head, you're accessing way more of that God particle power. So when you're intending something to happen in your life and you're not just checking it off mentally and only operating from the mental field, you're going to create way more potentials in your life. So when I'm working with someone one-on-one, now I just have conversations with people it's a conversation on steroids. So I'm infusing my voice with particular frequencies that I know will, it's, it's, it's like planting a seed in somebody's energy field and I'm not doing the healing. So I'm not healing someone. My presence Mm -hmm. is an offering and a remembrance of a certain frequency that I can see that person might need in order to reach their Mm. goals. So if someone comes to me with a thyroid issue, I will look at their energy field because I've been trained on how to do this. So I will look at their energy field and I can feel certain tones of information and different frequencies of information. And so you can call it intuition if you want to, but there is a science behind it. And so I'm feeling into these waves of energy. And so as someone is talking to me, their energy is moving. And that gives me access points to insert new information. So if they're talking to me about their goal is, I have a thyroid issue, I need help with that. I'll say, okay, I can see that she might have issues with expression. And especially expression with a male. So I'll talk about those things and say, okay, well, you know, how's your relationship with your husband? And they're thinking, what does one have to do with the other? And it has everything to do with it. So the thyroid gland and different organ systems in your body contain certain frequencies and they hold different frequencies based on Uh, the type of information and the function that they offer in your body. And actually they have come out with Hertz frequencies, like 230 Hertz versus 175 Hertz. There are different frequencies that match the health of different organs. And so your Mm. body 
in some ways is a symphony. Your organs match different tones, different sounds, different musical notes. And that's why tuning forks or crystal bowls or these sound waves, your voice, someone you love speaking to you impacts you way more than a random person on the street or vice versa. If you don't have any emotional ties to a person, sometimes you can hear it a lot more clearly than from someone who's really close to you because Mm. you have so many judgments about what they're saying. So I'll work with someone one-on-one to get to the core of what's really going on. And, And most of the time, it's the typical things of safety, shame, fear, all kinds of things like that, like the lower, lower frequencies that really slow down the function of your organs because different organs carry different emotions. So the liver, for instance, harbors anger. And that sounds (laughs) woo-woo. So it sounds like, well, how can you really verify that? So anger is has a tone to it. You can pick up on when someone is angry versus when someone's happy. So that information, that energy surrounding anger is a very slow moving wave of energy. You can track this through even something as simple as an EKG and it'll change the, your heart rhythm, actual waves that you can see on the EKG will be visually different from when someone is feeling happy. That EKG will, will show different uh, peaks and troughs for the waves of energy that are happening. So if anger is a match for the liver, and when I say a match, I'm talking about the principles of sound, the principles of resonance. So if something is resonating, that means that if you pluck a guitar string that is attuned to the note A, every other guitar in the room that has a string tuned to an A note is going to vibrate because they're Mm. in resonance. So it doesn't mean that everything that's an A note will vibrate, but there's also mathematical matches that are different notes. And this is when you get into octaves. So it could be a different note, essentially. It could be 345 hertz versus 280 hertz, but they're in the same octave, so they're still going to vibrate. It's a family of frequencies. Mm. So sound can be really complicated. It doesn't have to be, but no one's really talking about it, so it feels really foreign. But once you understand the principles of sound and music and math, you're cracking the code to the universe. That cracking the code of the universe gives me goosebumps. That's really exciting because that's <clears throat> this is like the next thing we need to figure out in terms of understanding the human body uh, and truly moving away from the current, like you said, Western medicine. Uh, what what is how does this body actually work? And to give everybody an example, I was at this event in September, so a few months ago, and I was at a table at this like dinner type setting after the event. And I didn't know anyone at the table, mm-hmm. right? And for me, that's not the best place to be. I don't enjoy yeah. that, right? So I like to be with people I know. So right. I'm sitting next to this gentleman who's a scientist. He's a neuroscientist. And we start talking and he could see that I wasn't comfortable, mm-hmm. right? 
And so he took something off of his ankle and he put it on my chest. And mm. I'm within seconds, it was like it was only me and him in the room. And mm-hmm. I was in this bubble and I couldn't hear or see or experience anyone else. And wow. that lasted until, yeah, it lasted until I removed that thing from my chest. So the, the device is called Apollo Neuro. You're probably familiar with it, right? Um, and yeah. what it does, it, 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 you're familiar, right? It, so it emits various mm-hmm. frequencies. Uh, and he could clearly see that I was feeling anxious. You know, there's this anxiety mm-hmm. around being having to talk to all these people that I didn't know. And so he put this device and it, it, it like instantaneously it was gone to the point where I was in the zone talking to this guy, did not give a two hoots about what was going on around me. And when he took it off, it came back. So what you're saying about the anger vibration or, you know, how people feel, well, there's devices you can buy online today that do this. And the science is much more sort of practical and in mainstream play today than people think. The difference is that you are personally hands-on diving a lot deeper than a conventional device that maybe is set to a free frequency so that's the gap that we need is more practitioners that can do this work if you want to keep diving deeper with your prescription for life with the unpilled podcast make sure to subscribe on apple podcast spotify and youtube i've also written my first book the dna way unlock the secrets of your genes to reverse disease slow aging and achieve optimal wellness it's now available for pre-sale on Amazon. Take a look and enjoy, guys. See you next time. So are there are there limitations as it is as it sets today, like where places you won't go, like c- conditions, diseases, or are you saying that give me anything and I'll figure it out? Yeah, I, I, you have to, again, resonance. You have to be in resonance with what I do for it to work. Just like anything, even a prescription medication, you have to be in resonance with it for it to mm-hmm. activate. So, <clears throat> yeah. and there are certain things in your body that operate off of your belief system. So say you have the belief system of, I am not worthy. That's a very low, mm. stagnant, slow-moving pattern of energy. So I work with patterns of information. It, it's never just one thing. As there's really a root to the big ball of yarn. So all I have to do is pull on one string and then it's connected to everything. So the whole ball of yarn will fall apart. So that's why I work with yeah. patterns of information because a thyroid issue can be connected to expression, but that can also impact your finances. So I can see how those frequencies work together as a pattern and cause repeated behaviors that you do over and over again, ritualistically, and it creates a morphic field of information of your physical reality in your life. So if there's something that, say it's the deepest, darkest thing or a deep secret, there's no place I won't go with someone, but they have to be in resonance with it. So I Mm. might see the big impactful thing that they need to hear, but I also might see that they need baby steps because it could be too traumatic for me to go there with somebody. I'm not really going to dive into a traumatic event with someone or replay a traumatic event. It's not necessary. What's necessary is matching the frequency that you do want. You don't Mm. have to go back and deep dive into what already happened in your past, you can 
use it as a framework or a springboard, but you, I really want to get you to catapulting you beyond that belief system, those patterns of information. I want to bring in new patterns of information that are a match for your goals. So I can piecemeal it and plant seeds along the way to get you to the goal that you want because you're out of resonance with it right now. So my job is to get you in alignment with reaching that physical reality. And I can do that in multiple ways. Mm. Sometimes it is a prescription medication that someone needs, and I will see that in their energy field, that yes, you need that medication right now that is serving a time and a place for your body to match a particular frequency to get you to the next level of what you do want. So some things are necessary. Right. You know, if I slice my leg open, I'm going to the emergency room. I'm not going to do Reiki over it. So you have to utilize yeah. the correct tool at the right time. It's not one is better than the other. And I think that's what our culture is so used to is, oh, my way or the highway. And it, there's room for everyone yeah. at the table. Everything is a tool. You just have to match that resonance. Does it work for you? Great. It might not work for your best friend. So don't judge your best friend when they're going and doing something that you wouldn't do. If they did what you did, it wouldn't work for them. It might work for them a month later, but that's not up to you. Yeah, that's a challenge when it comes to most functional healing is there's this, you know, there's a lot of anecdotal success uh, and it stays out of the sort of evidence-based model because nobody really is concerned with providing that type of data. It's like, I healed you. That was my job. And so for the individual, they know this was the, this was the thing. This was the thing that worked. But how do I explain that to my friend who's on Tylenol, right? For you to each their own, but there are tools like this and others that get to the root, which is the best mm -hmm. place to be because the overall problem, you're no longer dealing with the problem at that point. So everything you've talked about so far is here's how I help an individual. Here's how I adjust their code and frequency so that they're in a better place for whatever that goal is. And I've seen also people touting that buy this device, you know, charge this thing, whatever, and it's going to deal with your surroundings, not just you. Mm -hmm. So things like EMF and whatever's going on in your home how useful is that to put something into your home that's, and how does that even work where it's managing all of what's going on around you? Yeah. So your environment is very important for the expression of your health or influencing your behaviors or your thoughts or your emotions. So it's frequencies and waves of energy all around your environment. And if you start matching that frequency which could be a slow moving wave of energy. It can slow down the function of your organs or interfere with a messaging system or a communication pathway or one neuron uh, connecting with another neuron. It can impede that flow of energy. So you'll have interference waves as well. Say it is Bluetooth or technology. Technology is out of rhythm and it's out of sync with the natural flow or the natural frequency of planet earth. For instance, astronauts go to space and they'll bring plants with them because they need right. that earthly frequency to match, to maintain their health because they have planetary bodies. They don't have stellar bodies from a star system. They have a planet, planetary body made of carbon and oxygen and all of those things. So you need a touchstone of sorts to match that frequency 
or maintain that frequency. So your environment is very important when it comes to what gets expressed. And so you understand this at a DNA level because, you know, if there's toxins in your environment and you have a genetic mutation where your detox pathways are compromised, that's going to have a completely different physical expression of health versus a blue zone area where there's a lot of tourmaline crystals in the soil and a lot of negative ions are emitting and supporting your detox pathways. So, and they show this in studies through the Institute of Heart Math, where individuals who are meditating on the frequency of unconditional love have psychokinetic abilities, meaning they are impacting the winding and unwinding of DNA in a test tube half a mile away. So yeah. individuals who have a, co it's called coherence. So when your heart and your mind are creating a coherent effect, they're in resonance with one another. They are, you're able to access more power. And I know that's a dirty word because again, that starts going into blasphemy and, and uh, religious beliefs and all of that, but you're really accessing the power of your human body's technology and what you can do to physical reality. So when you're matching that frequency of coherence, you can physically impact the world beyond time and space. You don't have to hold the test tube to impact it. It can be half a mile away. It can be a hundred miles away. And if you're matching that frequency, you can unwind or unlock that gene and have a different physical expression. Now, if you have negative emotions, the DNA tightens and it closes off that genetic code. You can turn on and off genes epigenetically through even that coherent effect that you can create through meditation. So your environment, you can really impact your environment through your internal environment, but your external environment also impacts what's going on inside of you. So if you're looking at um, if you have something like a device that is not necessarily turning off EMF, EMFs, but making them more coherent with your physical body, mm -hmm. that's great. That can definitely physically impact you. If you have a salt lamp in your room, that's emitting negative ions or moving water. If you have a waterfall in your room, that's emitting negative ions and that supports your detox pathways. So your environment 100% can impact your physical expression if you match that resonance as well. So you touched on remote healing, let's call it, mm -hmm. because ultimately if we're talking about quantum, we're talking about, you know, particles that are intertwined in this fabric and there's no jurisdiction between them. It's just, it's one fabric. So is this something that you've been able to practice and be successful with to work with people remotely and literally work on their cells from a distance? Yes, definitely. So I work through <clears throat> phone conversations as well. And sometimes those are the most impactful because you're not distracted by seeing things. You can close your eyes and really mm -hmm. laser focus on a pattern of information. So Definitely. You can do remote healings are absolutely a thing, a legitimate thing. And there are studies that show this 
as well. There are an anecdotal studies. There's so much research nowadays that you can look up the physical impact of something that is at a distance. Yeah. You know, again, for a lot of people, this is new. I can tell you that our own government, the CIA, uses this as a tool. They have mm -hmm. people that are trained and it's not spoken of. It's, it's not classified. You can go find the information, but it's also not spoken of because it's over most people's right. heads. But there's this unit in the CIA that is trained for hostage situations where someone comes in a room in D.C. and is working with a hostage in, let's say, you know, somewhere in China, for example. Mm -hmm. And they're told to sit there and connect with that person through the field and draw a picture of exactly what's happening in the room, mm -hmm. right? So that when the the people that are meant to go rescue that hostage already knows the environment that they're going to walk in. This is a tool that they actually use today. Right. Right. This virtual quantum information withdrawal and deposit into paper to show you, here's a map. Here's what the room looks like in China, which I've never seen in my life. Right, because they're quantumly connected to that individual, and they they just are elevating their game in terms of their ability to access the field. But CIA is using this as a tool today, so why not apply it for something for yourself, which is healing and making yourself better and understanding what's going on in your body and what your body actually needs and the true root cause, which is what we're all about, right? So uh, mm -hmm. that's really, so you're so you practice this yourself. You you've been working with people. It's very hard to find anyone doing this i mean you're one of the few that i've actually heard so how old is this metaphysics call it school and is it is it just you are there other people out there where, where do people go well that's the thing it's everyone who is a doctor of metaphysics does it differently so i don't really know of anyone doing it in the way that i'm doing it because i'm involving so much science with it so my doctoral dissertation was on torsion field physics. So that's going to look very different from a doctor of metaphysics who might be working with Reiki healing or acupuncture or, you know, they're, they're all different types right. of specialties. So, and there are different modalities out there that you can study under. And, and I know of people working with different frequencies in different ways. Again, it's, just what resonates with you. There are different tools in the toolbox, but for, yes, I would say that there, there's not anyone really that I know of doing it the way that I'm doing to the depth that I'm doing it. My deep dive into the core science of the quantum field was not part of my metaphysics program. That is something that I researched outside of that. I kind of made up my own program in some ways, where my experience and what resonated with me was getting to the fundamental driving force behind all of physical reality. And so what I looked at was the nucleus of an atom and it's orbiting electrons and the 99% of empty space in that where you can essentially create anything out of nothing because there's a flux of potential energy there. So if all of your, if every single cell of your body has that empty space where anything can happen, you can just change your frequencies or change your resonances to, we'll call it quantum leap 
into a new type of physical reality. But most people don't quantum leap, meaning a miracle doesn't usually happen, which is something that doesn't take time to happen. So an instant mm -hmm. healing, for instance, we have the belief system that it takes time to heal. When you all only have to match a frequency. So if you match it very quickly, that's what we call a miracle. But your belief right. system is really what is the driving force behind what's telling that empty space what to be. So your intention, your belief system, that's one of the most powerful technologies on the planet. And no one's really addressing this in a way where there's a scientific basis for, like we can talk about positive affirmations and all of those things, but positive affirmations do not work if you don't believe them. So you can mm. brain, it's essentially brainwashing. You can tell yourself something over and over again, but unless you believe it, it's not going to work. So you have to ask an open-ended question, which I learned from uh, one of my colleagues, Wendy Kennedy. She is fascinating. She uh, channels, she's a channeler. So she matches a frequency of information, which is what channeling is. Mm -hmm. you're, you're tuning in to a specific wave of energy where you can access information. So she's able to do this. And so her standpoint is that your belief system or positive affirmations won't work unless you ask an open-ended question because it's accessing a different part of your brain when you're being curious versus when you are operating out of fact and this is it. Because there's a doubting Thomas in everyone that if you're saying, mm. I am worthy, no, you're not. <laughs> That's your belief system is no, you're yeah. not. So every time you say, I'm worthy, that part of your brain is going to say, no, you're not. And it doesn't matter how many times you say, I'm worthy, your belief system is overriding that. So if you say, I wonder what it would feel like in my body if I felt worthy, that opens up and expands your energy field and you can explore new frequencies at that point. Otherwise your mind is closed. So because you're attached to that belief system. So if you ask an open-ended question, I wonder what it would be like to be a millionaire. I wonder what it would be like to have a relationship with unconditional love. Those things are opening up frequencies or what would it feel like in my body if I felt like I was enough? And you can play around with that. If mm. you can't access it and you're like, I can't <laughs> access this at all. I've never felt enough. So I don't know what that feels like. Then you can pull in that frequency by thinking of someone who has really good self-esteem or watching a movie where mm. the character is rising up from the ashes or uh, go to an environment where people are doing motivational speaking. There are access points in your world where it's supportive of you matching those frequencies or, or equipping you with the tools you need to finally get there at some point. It might not happen overnight, but that's essentially what I'm doing as well. I, I will hold a frequency or embody a frequency or work with someone's belief system when I'm talking to them and asking them certain questions to open them up. Because if you're closed off and you have a, 
a staunch belief system, you can't move in new algorithms of energy. It's not going to work. So it's really maintaining an open mind and playing, if you will, uh, like a child and being curious about everything. Everything's new. Everything's a possibility. What does that feel like? And that makes life Mm. a lot more fun. And when you start to feel it, it's easier to make it real. You believe it. And you know that one thing, what we said earlier about how what we learn in quantum physics kind of validates what we were taught in religion. Mm-hmm. And the thing you just said to me was, uh, it was another aha moment for me, which is we're saying that um, you can't get anything without belief, the things that you want, because you're there's a different part of your brain, there's different neurochemistry of projecting the wave of a belief out into the fabric or projecting a belief of a thought of a maybe, right? Mm-hmm. Two different outcomes, you're two different frequencies, two different tools. The number one core fundamental thing about religion is belief. Mm-hmm. You're told to believe in this thing that you cannot explain, cannot see, cannot experience unless you know you're connected in some way. Uh, and we're told do this, go do that, believe in me, right? And guess mm-hmm. what? That happens to be the number one thing you need to be able to do in order to access all the potential you have. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you and if you can exactly. learn through religion how to actually believe because that's what you're doing you're believing in this thing that it's hard to prove you you now learned how to do it you now have this tool to to apply to everything in this quantum field and access all the miracles that this body's made out of so that to me is a big eureka moment definitely oh yeah well and some of your beliefs might not even be your beliefs which is fascinating so that's where dna Mm. comes in as well because you might be picking up on someone else's belief system and trying to apply it to your own life. So family lines, I mean, if you repeat the same behaviors or same patterns, eating the same foods, it becomes a ritual and you are accessing everyone else's belief system. And so you'll adopt certain belief systems that if you took all of that illusion away, what is your real belief system? And People don't take the time to really think about that because they just keep doing what they've been around for so long and some things might not be working for them. So if everyone in your family has worked a nine to five job and you're really a sovereign being and you are an entrepreneur at heart, but you're trying to apply their old belief system onto your blueprint, it's not going to work. And so you might feel Mm. like you're broken or you're the black sheep of the family or you don't belong or something's not right, but you just have to go inside and feel into what's really your belief system versus what, you know, the people around you are telling you. And this also affects people after a family member has passed. They're still uploading that information into the DNA, that that information is still there. Once someone passes, it doesn't mean that that's cut off and you no longer have access to that information. It's in your DNA. Mm -hmm. It's a sound wave. It's a frequency that you have access to until the end of time. And you can change those belief systems too. But the best way to change a belief system is to bring in new frequencies of information whether that's an environment you go into or something you watch or a 
person you talk to or a practitioner you're working with or a supplement that is holding a particular frequency for you to match that information and, and make a change, uh, whether it's a supplement that calms your nervous system. And so then you can think more clearly to take action uh, out of curiosity instead of fear. So there are a lot of different tools that you can access and utilize to change your belief system, which is the driving force behind your physical reality. Yeah. Uh, one last thought from you. And also you mentioned, you know, storage and DNA, just so people understand that a little bit better. You, you, DNA truly actually is a information storage tool. The amount of data that you can store in one gram of DNA is beyond anything that we have built synthetically by men. In fact, right now, all the tech world is trying to figure out how to use human DNA as an actual storage medium for tech for information. Mm -hmm. And it's been, they've already, they're already doing it in the lab. So just so everyone's clear on that. Two things. One thing, if you don't mind, I'm sure some people are going to want to explore this and work with you. So just let us know how. But before that, there's some people that are going to be thinking, this person needs this. My mom needs this. My sister needs this. How do they explain to somebody who you are, what you do, and why they, because you said woohoo, right? Yeah, and <laughs> right. Somebody, somebody trying to go to like a family member, like, oh, I think this might be the thing, the anxiety that they're stuck in, the way they see the world, this might be the thing that gets them out and lets them be resonant at the right level where they're, they're, they're comfortable and happy. What do they say to their family member to like explain who you are, what you do very simply so that they're like, okay, that makes sense. I'll try it. Yeah. So I think the best way, which is why I podcast, because I can't just put myself on a billboard like an attorney can and be like, yeah. this is what I do. You know, it's, it's an explanation. And so I would say if you feel that way for your family member or a friend or someone, you're like, oh, you would be a really good match for this. I would say to share a podcast episode with them so that they can feel it out because it might not resonate with them at that moment, but it also might mm. a month later, a year later. So if someone is not taking your advice also, this is just a, a side note, it's, it's not a reflection on they don't trust you or, you know, and it's not your job to drive it home to them to be like, do this, because if they're not in resonance with it, it's not going to help them in the way that you might be expecting. So that's just a disclaimer. But if you would like to offer and connect someone with what I do, I would definitely say my website is a great way to go which is amberlycarter.com. And that is where you can go and access different podcast episodes that I have and um, read my background, my education, all of that information. And if you feel like it's a good fit, definitely go for it. Um, it's an experience, I will say that. <laughs> so that <laughs> would be definitely my website for sure. And that's where you can also, there's booking links to um sign up and book a session with me. Cool. That's awesome. Thank you for coming here today. It's something that I've been very curious about, and we're going to talk more behind the scenes because my head's still spinning right now. Yeah. Uh, thank you again. Uh, this is <laughs> this is awesome. And I'll, we'll share the website and everything, everything so everyone knows where to get you. Thanks. Okay. This is awesome. Great. Yes. Thank you so much. I love having conversations with you as always. So, um, so yeah, until next time. And also uh, you can follow me on Instagram. That's like the the most where I post social media, little snippets of videos and podcasts and uh, tidbits of health information as well. So that's at 
Dr. Amberly Carter, Dr. Period Amberly Carter. So, um, so thank you so cool. much. Okay. I we'll appreciate your time too. and your platform. All right. Good seeing you. You too. <laughs> Have a great day.